three, two, one. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Husky Fan Podcast, Oregon State Husky Preview. Uh, Jimmy, you know, I've been, as the game approaches, I'm, I'm growing more nervous about it, but we were talking about much heavier issues before <laughs> we started recording. So that made me a little less nervous. I'm doing a data study, uh, you know, while we're recording here, I'm looking at you know, Oregon State against highly ranked teams in the last 25 years. I haven't quite finished that yet, but uh, anyway, that's, you know, what's, what's on your mind, brother? What, how, how are you feeling about this game? What are you thinking about? Well, I'm thinking about Fenwick and Martinez. You know, me, I've always been a Martinez fan. I, I have to say, I, I'm a closet fan of Martinez. I like his game a lot. Fenwick is a, you know, a solid ball carrier. He's a little bulkier than Martinez. So if you want to talk about worries, that duo has me worried. And also Bolden, uh, the receiver. That dude is a game breaker. He has game breaking speed. Very concerned about, you know, him getting lined up with Elijah Jackson. Excuse me. I apologize. I'm the crud's finally dissipating. But You're just uh, fighting off some residue there. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Now I realize I I probably should have gotten some water for this pod. But yeah, when I think about. Bolden, Fenwick, Martinez, those things do get me a little concerned about the game. Yeah, if, if we're talking about concerns, you know, aside from Reeser and that environment, which it's it's really hard to quantify. You know, may, maybe that has a big impact, and our and we just come out and we look a little flat, or maybe it has no impact at all. Um, so there's that, but then yes, looking at the game, I think it's. It's legitimate. Well, I'll just stop for a second. And you know, I like looking at the advanced statistics and the FEI and the rankings of teams, offense and defense. And and by the way, I'm so sick and tired of all these people. I mean, even people who are good analysts, like they're quoting yardage statistics. Well, the Husky defense is ranked 120th in the nation. Like, okay, no, it's not. If you actually look at real predictive statistics, it's, I think in FEI, it's 40, I want to say 41 now. Um, it, so it's not, uh, you know, I mean, this garbage where we're still using yards. And, and yards don't, a big problem with that is they they don't, it doesn't remove garbage time. You know, how much garbage yards did we give up in the first four or five games of the season? Yeah, yeah, a lot. Yes, I mean, we're still giving up a lot of yards. But but anyway, um well, we gave up yeah, a yes. lot in USC. Yes. We, it, well, it even, I don't know how much we gave up to Utah, but that, yes, if you look at the defense the last couple of weeks, like if I'm taking off my Duke glasses, um, what was the game before USC? Oh, Stanford. That was concerning. The defense was really bad. Yes, you could say we had the flu. That's fair. USC, not a good performance, but it's USC and you know, they have one of the best offenses in the country and our defense clearly outplayed their defense. I mean, not a high bar, but you know, our defense caused a fumble, put us in position to be up 14 before we turned it over late in the game, you know, got the sack, made the stop. Uh, But anyway, last, and then last week, I mean, it's, it's like a glass half empty glass full. I mean, the offense was terrible or the defense was terrible in the first half. 
you know, and then the second half it was great. So I don't, I don't know what we're going to get with the defense, but you know, in any case, I think we're going to give up. We're going to give up yards. Oregon state is going to be able to run the ball on us. Um, you know, may, may, maybe, you know, maybe not, they're not going to be able to run for 300 yards, but they're going to be able to do it successfully to some degree. They'll probably be able to mix in some pass. I mean, our pass defense has been getting weaker in recent weeks. So that that's in, in Oregon States, very, they're very good in the red zone. Like they're one of the best red zone teams. They score a lot of touchdowns when they're in the red zone. So that's, that's the biggest, um, concern as far as like being on the field and actually playing the game. Well, I think for the dogs, now that they are underdogs for the game, they aren't being respected nationally. They now are pumping up Knicks over Penix. So there is some definitely like chip on their shoulder stuff that uh, DeBoer can can remind these guys that you know they're they're still they're not getting the respect they have earned with 17 straight quality victories uh overcoming a lot of injuries uh you know not having mcmillan since the third game um i mean they they have been basically written off in, in some circles in some sense where and also the Pac-12 was like the darling conference I mean three four weeks ago four or five weeks ago now it's now you know they're not giving they're not getting a lot of credit from the national media so it, it's it's an interesting situation for the Huskies in, in how they're positioned in this game and looked at in this game um you know, if they were to get McMillan back, obviously that would be a huge, a healthy, legitimate, going to play four quarters McMillan. That's a game changer for us, 100%. 100%. A healthy Thule is definitely going to help. And, you know, it's a it's a top 10 matchup again where DeBoer has you know, proven to be very good in these situations. So I'm I'm looking forward to the battle. Um I, I you know it's gonna be a great environment. You know, I'm sure the Beavers are feeling pretty confident, but when you if you're a Beaver fan, you're looking at Washington and Oregon to finish out the season. You're also nervous as a Beaver fan. Yeah, I mean you have to be nervous because you're a lot is on the line. If you win this week, you're thinking, oh, we could possibly make the Pac-12 championship game. We could spoil Oregon season. Um, or at the same time, they could have two L's, you know, maybe lose the bowl game and be eight and five. And then it's like, well, you know, where the hell are we going to be next year? Are we going to keep all these players? Um, mm-hmm. Are we going to keep our coach? Uh, so I, I don't know how much that, I, I don't know. Maybe that that's enough motivation to get make them, you know, uh, inspire them to produce some great performance that nobody was anticipating. I don't know. I'm just putting it out there. Well, I, I think uh, one thing. I think this team 
if they get through the beeves, like what are people going to say next? They're going to beat a top 10 team. Like they are going to, they have to be given the respect if they come out with this game victorious. Well, I mean, what's the argument going to be argument going to be against Washington if they beat Oregon state? So I'll come up. Yeah. yeah, They'll come up with something. They'll say, Oh, well, they got lucky. I mean, this happened. Sure. I, I mean, even look, I, Jeff Schwartz, who he played for Oregon, he's on Fox. I, I think, uh-huh. I, I think he's a, you know, he tweets and, you know, I, I think he's a smart guy and a pretty good analyst, but, and, you know, he, he does give the Huskies their due, but he was saying like, oh, well, Utah wasn't playing well in the second half. Their first four plays were, you know, they had a fourth string tight end who ran the wrong route as a bad pass. It's like, buddy, like you're really, you're really overcompensating, <laughs> you know, just, Here's I mean, good, good Lord. We talked about it earlier in the week. Washington has not put a fourth four quarter game together of late, right? Like we said earlier in the season, blowouts. We didn't even see four quarters. I'm talking about like clean games, reduced penalties, no silly turnovers. We score at will in the red zone. Like that game is still out there for this team. And I'm sure DeBoer is is challenging this team this weekend. Cause I I think you would ask them. They haven't put together a four quarter game. Maybe you could even say, you know, Oregon's probably, you know, obviously a huge win, but there were some lapses in that game, right? Where they could have executed better. So I, I think there's plenty for this team to improve upon. They love the big moments. And like I said, if if they get McMillan back, and you said earlier in the week, they got to score 50, right? They got to outscore this team. I do like the odds of us, if we are on firing on all cylinders offensively, it's going to be really hard for Oregon State to keep up because we're only going to need a few stops out of the defense to do that. Yes, I, yeah, I think I think if our if if our offense has its A game, that's enough to win the game. Un- unless yeah. we just have some epically bad defensive performance. Well, I, like I said, I'm I'm very concerned about Bolden getting matched up with Jackson. <clears throat> Um, you know that it's going to be a hyped crowd for sure, but I don't think the team's very worried about that. I think they they're fine in those kind of hostile environments, and if they can get out, you know, jump on them early, take them out a little bit, and start the game. That's you know, it'd be a big bonus, obviously. Yeah, take the crowd out of the game. I mean, it, it their defense. Now they have. I, I've been watching, watching the stats more so than film, and at the beginning of the season they were not that very good. They haven't. They've played a, a relatively easy schedule, but they have improved. They have been. Their defense has been climbing in FEI. It's it's only a couple spots behind ours. It was close to sixty. I want to say like a month or two months ago. I mean their offense has also been climbing. So. Yes, I mean competition has is partly to do with that, but you know we know that Smith is a solid coach. I mean, it, he's he's done a really good job. Um, 
but as far as the Beavers' past defense, just their defense as a whole, they do get sacks. So the defensive line is the strength. So they they do give you some pressure. Um, but didn't we just face the best D line allegedly in Utah? Probably, yeah. I mean, a lot of yeah. Uh, no, that's a good point. And and even you know even Oregon's D line, yeah, they you know they gave us some problems, but we still. Managed it. Thir- yeah, we still had 38 points plus failing on the one yard line. <laughs> but yeah, we this, should... this is these are the 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 uh, dropback ratings. So when these other offenses they drop back to pass or whatever, you know, presumably pass. The, these are some advanced ratings just the of the offenses that the Beavers have faced the last five weeks. The rankings: 118. 109, 36, 56, 107. So the 36 is the 36 is Arizona. Hmm. Uh, we're number five in that category. Wow. And so and, and, and you can just look at just look at the teams they play. They haven't played a good offense. Right. They have not played a good offense. And when they've played a passing offense like Wazoo earlier in the, I mean, at the beginning of the season, they lost that game. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, they lost to Arizona as well, but they do look, they do get, um, they are kind of, they're kind of ball Hawks and they do get sacked. So we can't, you know, we have to be, everything has to be on point on offense because if it's going really well, but if, you know, somebody drops a pass and it, they could pick it off or you Penix, you three throws a pass or in the red zone, it gets tipped. There's another interception. I mean, it's just, it's shit like that that can keep them in the game. Whereas if we're just precise and it's pretty clear that they can't stop us and they don't, they're not a great run defense either. So this is, you know, that that's why this is a game where, you know, good, good time for our offense to round into form. Absolutely. And, you know, and I mentioned too, sprinkling in Tybo, I think he's going to get more run this weekend. Now, granted, I'm not saying I want less of Dylan Johnson because he's the bell cow. But I think I think Tybo can add another element um, offensively that uh, could help this team win this game. I, I think he's I think he's got the talent to do it, and and he's been coming on, and they've been getting him a few more carries. And you know, Oregon State doesn't have a ton of film on him either. You know, they they they. They haven't seen enough of him to really know how to prepare for him. I think he he could be an interesting uh, cog to the offense this weekend because um, we're always talking about the tight end, the receivers, this and that. But I think I think Tybo's gonna. I think Tybo might have a big play this weekend. That would be. I mean, that's, what kind that's of a, my what call. kind of a big just like a breakaway run or a screen yeah, I think pass. He's gonna, uh, yeah, I think he's gonna have a breakaway run, you know, 30, 40 yard break breakaway run. Um, yeah, maybe set him up with a screenplay. Um, because he's got that twitch where you know you you can't with a screenplay, you when you get that ball, you gotta go. And he has that skill set. So yeah, I think screen uh screenplay could be uh in play for him as well. But yeah, I think he's gonna make a big play. Yeah, and one thing on Jalen McMillan, I don't want to 
give away uh premium info. Um uh-huh. but um so he he did play six snaps last week. Now I think it was Mario Bailey on the post game who said well, they weren't that, you know, it didn't really he didn't really look like he was full strength or something like that. But the you know, I'm just supposedly the rumors are, you know, that we could see a lot more of him this week. Well, we've heard that a lot. Yeah, I was going to say it remains to be seen because that's what we've heard and it hasn't worked out. But you can say if I'm going to be a glass half full dude, I could say, well, he played six snaps last week. That was five more than he played in those other games. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. And do we know anything? And Asa, are we still? Yeah, he's, he's, I, I think he's out at least until the end of December. Sounds like, and I, I okay. Camp Fab. My guess would be, you know, I haven't heard anything on Camp Fab. I didn't watch the film specifically. I mean, he, he think he played 13, 14 snaps like that. I don't think he was effective. Um, so I, I still, you know, unfortunately, we need to get him. We, I mean, we need to get him healthy. There, there's a clear weakness in our secondary. Yeah, like, that, no, like if, if we need to get him healthy, if we're going to play a complete game, unless the front seven really just balls out, you know, for lack of a better explanation, like, can we see obviously Thule last week? So a USC, he played 15 snaps, 11 of those in the second half that made a difference. Uh, last week I watched and he played, it looked to me like it was about half and half. I, I watched the game again. So it wasn't a, he, he played 30 snaps. So th- this is a this is a game where hopefully he can play like 40 45 snaps. Because and who because, who are you referencing? I'm sorry. Oh, Tuli. I'm sorry. Tooley. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. And we I think we already we probably mentioned it on the last pod, but Tuli caused that safety. Yeah, we did. Watch the watch the film when Tuli is in. I mean, it makes a huge difference. Yeah, th- there's no question. I mean, he's he's got to he's got to play as much yeah, as he, he possibly can. Yes, because when you when he's not in their Oregon State, they're just going to run the ball really well. Yeah, and with our with our uh, epic tackling that we've witnessed all year, <laughs> yeah. If although, we uh, if we continuously allow them to get in the you know the second third level of the defense, that's going to be a problem for us. Yes. PFF, they have a tackling grade. It's this out of 133 teams. Can you guess what we're ranked? I'm going to say 128. No, we're actually number 83. Wow. (laughs) But you you know, there, there is a team that is number 132, the second worst team in the entire country in tackling, according to PFF. USC. No, it's actually Oregon State. Oregon State. Wow. Yeah. Now, here, here's my – I think USC well, is I was somewhere. Gonna, I was thinking you were leading me into Oregon State, and I'm like, there's no yeah. way that – I mean, I have never – I mean, USC, horrific. And, you know, watching yeah. – I mean, they're – I can't imagine someone being worse, really. But here's my really sharp analysis on, on why USC is not last. Because USC, it, they're so, so bad at tackling that they don't even attempt to tackle. And so, therefore, they have fewer missed tackles uh-huh. than a lot of these other teams. So, Interesting. You know, 
or and I and I watched uh you know I watched a little bit of film on Oregon State. I I I don't know. I think it was like I put on the UCLA game at the beginning of it on YouTube and like the pretty soon there were like a couple plays where UCLA's running back like multiple times he forced like three or four missed tackles. So yeah, Oregon State is not they're not a good tackling team once you get if you have a little bit of space. So mm-hmm. Well, Martinez had four touchdowns and they had four picks against Stanford. Yeah, if you watch that film, Stanford, their offense, it looked like a high school team. Like their quarterback, it was like he was playing flyers up with some of the passes he was throwing. And why did we have so much trouble with Stanford? Flu? Probably. Flu. Well, I think, I think, yeah, I think flu, I think, you know, not getting up to play Stanford. I think, you you know, guys puking during the game. Um, Stanford, you know, having their quarterback run quite a bit. I think that uh, all that stuff factored into it, but it, you know, the, the transitive property doesn't always work. Right. And, you know, cause look, we, yeah. you know, we, Barely beat ASU. Utah crushed them. And we, you know, handled Utah. Yeah, I remember I was reading in, in some comments in Athletic how we, a few were mentioning how Washington squeaked by Utah. There was no squeaking. Yeah, who's, who said that? It's <laughs> just some commenter on the Athletic about Washington. Like of the comments, or it was like, yeah, and, man, oh, no, none of those clowns. No, it was a comment section. Yeah. You want to get into questions? Yeah, let's do it. And then, and before I, yeah, before I forget, I will give, uh, I'll give this stat that I've been working on. It's about ninety-five percent done. <laughs> You're still working on that stat, huh? No, it's just there's just a one tiny thing. Oh, here, here's one stat that's a little concerning. Um, since 1978, there have been 11 times a top five team has been an underdog on the road against a team with at least two losses. There's 11 instances of that since 1978. Two and nine. Oh, that's a bad stat. Yeah, and six of the nine losses came by at least 14 points. There's no wow. way we're losing by, I mean, knock on wood, I don't, think we're gonna lose by 14 points so well but you know you know you you don't have as much issue with it but you know the win streak i mean it comes to an end at some point it's a lot of one games right but they're you know going into usc there was a stat i don't remember what it was i think tony castricone had it where it was something like what's our record in back-to-back conference road games like the second of, on a back-to-back and our record was like two and 16 or just something really bad. And, gotcha. you know, we beat you. So, I mean, yeah, DeBoer is a guy who's just, he's, he's just uh, nailing all these. Uh, what's the word? You know, all, all these concerns. It's just, right. It doesn't matter with him. Yeah. Right. No, I got it. Uh, yeah, so let's get into questions. All right, let's do it. Okay, let's see here. Uh, 
oh, I don't get this. The team knows that they can defeat Wazoo no problem. They also know in order to get to the playoff, they have to win the Pac-12 championship and can get by with one regular season loss. That being said, do they not show up Saturday and focus on Pac-12 championship game instead? No. No, I don't. No. No way. I mean, you're also playing for seeding, too. Yeah, you know, the, no, the, this, this... the importance of the importance of winning this game. Like then you're looking at a situation where um you know, they're not on... looking past this game in any stretch. Yeah. They still have yeah. to win a game to clinch the Pac 12 yeah. championship. How behind the NIL game did Jen Cohen put UW by not understanding how impactful NIL would be to college football, coupled with, coupled with her naivete? that it would not be used universally for pay to play. In my opinion, Morgan DeBoer, Dan, and understand long-term UW needs to bulk up NIL. Yeah. Shout out to Dre for the great question and comment there. I mean, your, your thoughts on Jen Cohen and putting us behind the ball in terms of NIL. Well, I mean, she's a joke. A terrible idea. I mean, we, we called that from the beginning. But I think I think the the advantage is, is that you can turn around nil pretty quickly. <clears throat> you just got to get emphasis on it. I mean, this is it's still growing for everybody. Everyone's still figuring it out. No one has it down to a science yet. So I'm not I'm not too worried about being behind on nil because I think you can turn it very quickly. Um, but you got to be focused and you got to understand what your what your goals are, what your vision is, and then execute. But I think we're in a stage where I don't know anyone fully understands the nil game entirely. So in my opinion, you know, I, I'm not that worried about it. I think we can we can uh, make it into our advantage as long as we you know make it a make it a, you know emphasize it, make it a priority. And I I I think that's the, will be the case. They're, the board and these guys aren't going to be lost on this. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I think, and also, I, you know, he says, in my opinion, Morgan, that's Courtney Morgan, DeBoer, and Dannon, the new AD, they understand long-term UW needs to bulk up NIL. I also think President Kause understands that as well. I don't know about, I don't know anything about Kause really, but, you know, obviously she, you know, pulled the trigger on making the move, so that's definitely a big plus, but I, I just, I don't know much about her, man. You know, maybe, yeah, I mean, that's very possible. Yeah, and I think, and also, the la- yeah, the last point on NIL, yeah, just having nothing with Jen Co. And by the way, there's people who are much smarter than us, you know, who are higher up in UW circles, who don't, you know, have an axe to grind, who have said that, like, yeah, Jen with NIL, nothing, you know, nothing was happening. It was just terrible. <laughs> And you can look at the recruiting. I mean, we were probably a li- maybe a little bit behind where we should be with that. And so, well, you know, make some huge strides with NIL, finish out this year strong, and, uh, you know, hopefully recruiting will really accelerate um, after this season. But, you know, that's a topic for another pod. Okay, next question. Can this be our 2018 Apple Cup, the game everyone doubts us but ends up our best performance of the year? Mm. Yeah, I mean, I've been I've been chewing on this game for 
all I mean tune on all week. Um yeah, me too. <laughs> uh I I I you know, like I said, I think they're ready for a four quarter game like where they play, you know, really high level. No zero to you know, very few penalties execute inside the 10 which they have to do this it's you know they have to score touchdowns inside the 10 yes. when they're in that, in those positions um you know no no silly turnovers no mental lapses yeah i i think it's very possible i don't i just i don't know i'm not ready to say with with uh certainty that it's going to be this game i I'm going back and forth on it. It's it's amazing um, the, the level of doubt. Though. I mean, a lot of people, you know, I mean, it is a scary game. I mean, Oregon State is good. There's no, no, no doubt. They're on the road. I mean, there's a lot of factors that are against Washington in this game. Um, so, I don't know. <laughs> it could be. It could be like the uh, 18 Apple Cup. Be. Yeah, yeah. I'll just say I think for that to happen, you need the offense to. They don't have any red zone turnovers, so you have a clean game from the offense. You know, maybe even an A game because that's that's the strength of the team. So you have a mm-hmm. you have a game where, you know, whether it's because McMillan but and also Giles will be playing this game as well, Giles Jackson. Yeah, and and remember. He was pretty big against Oregon and he had against USC. I mean, so he, he, you know, you don't have Giles. We don't have him against Oregon. We lose that game. Yeah. It's very, and, very... and he, he had some two really clutch catches against USC as well. Yeah. So he's having, yeah. Having huge him turnaround, <clears throat> having him makes a huge difference, but yeah. So again, it, it's possible if um the, the offense the strength that real has its a game, you know, namely no red zone turnovers, gets a lot of yards is really efficient at scoring. And then I'd say on the defensive side, you just, you kind of slow Oregon state down a little bit, you know, the, the, the run, you know, they're, they're, they're getting yards on the ground, but they're not getting any like 20 yard or, you know, 15 yard. It's just a lot of, you know, five, seven, eight, three, four, and and you know you stop them occasionally, and then they're and and then you know their pass game, you you know maybe we get a little bit of pressure, or we get a turnover or something like that. So I I think that's you know, and you end up winning the game by seventeen points. I think that's that that would kind of be, uh, if if we are to have that twenty eighteen Apple Cup performance, that's how it would play out, and I. I mean, I I think we're the offense is. I do think it's close to having that breakout game. Um, yeah. So I I think it's you know what are the chances of I mean I don't know chances all that's going to I don't know thirty percent twenty five percent forty percent. I'm just throwing numbers out there, but uh, uh, but next question. Enough pontificating. I feel totally weird about this game. Not crazy hyped up like an Oregon game but very intrigued and unable to wrap my brain around how it might play out. How are you both feeling? Well, we're, we're talking about it now. Um, yeah. If next question, if NIL had existed during 2016 season, which Husky player would have landed the most lucrative deal? 
for bonus points with what company and organization? So he's talking about the 2016 season. Well, it would have been John Ross. I was thinking John Ross. What about someone on defense? Are there too many? Too many? Yeah. Are there too many guys on defense like Azim? No, it would have been Buddha. It would have been Buddha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of the local connections. Yeah. Alaska Airlines or Microsoft or it would have been Alaska Airlines. Yeah, but I think your guys were John Ross and and Buddha Baker. I agree with that. Uh, how many points do we give up in the first half? We've shown we can make late game adjustments on D. Can we keep them under 15? Yeah, we were talking about that. Let me mention what I I was talking about. I'm sorry if I didn't send this to you because we were talking about this, it, you know, right at the very end of our pod a couple of days ago. So the last five games, the UW defense is giving up uh, 2.8 points per game in the fourth quarter, 9.4 points per game in the second half last five years mm. now if you include the points the defense scored because the defense has scored nine points that's a, a net 1.4 in the fourth quarter a net 7.6 in the second half so the worst in that in those five games we gave up 14 to oregon in the second half 14 to usc in the second half but utah and arizona state we shut out in the second half usc we shut out in the fourth quarter so um you know the state the Stanford game. Yeah, the Stanford game was actually an outlier. We gave up twenty in the second half. Uh, so there, there is, there is clearly some evidence that we're playing better defense in the second half, and particularly in the fourth quarter. So with that said, this question, <laughs> excuse me, it's asking. Uh, let me just repeat it. How many points do we give up in the first half? Can we keep them under fifteen? Uh, I mean, I think they'll have more than 15 points in the second in the first half. Yeah, I, I think that's going to be tough. Yeah, I, I don't see them holding them under 15 in yeah, the first say, quarter. Yeah, I'd say over under 18, maybe. Yeah, I was thinking 18 and yeah, 18. I was thinking 18, 19. Yeah. I mean, if we keep them, if the offense is having a good game and we keep them under 15 in the first half, like we're, we're going to be in good shape. Yeah. Let's hope. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So the, here are some stats. So Oregon State, the last 15 games they've played at home against uh, top 15 teams, they are five wins, 10 losses. Top 10 teams in the last 13 games, they are four wins, nine losses. Against top seven teams, because a lot of these teams are number six and seven, two wins, eight losses. Mm. And if I only look at, uh, let's see if I, if I do top five, let's well, it's see. it's been perennial loser program. Sorry. Say that again. Oregon state's been a perennial loser program. Well, I mean, they, they had some good years, you know, from, well, they have from yeah, 99. I mean, Mike Riley has, 
from like over, 99 I mean, to 2012. But Chess, I mean, in your mind, I think like Oregon State's a good football program overall. Historically, right. no, yeah, it's no. not. That's why it's even more impressive with Jonathan Smith too. You know, Mike Riley did a good job. Dennis Erickson did a good job. He did a really good job. That was the one story I was going to mention real quick. I'll tell it at the end. Sure. Yeah. Go ahead. I'll tell it now. Are we done with questions? Yeah. Unless. Uh... Okay. Well, Is let me the, get to how my much story. Last, la- last one. How much does the wind and rain concern you? There, there's not going to be any wind looking at the. Well, looking at the rain, it seems pretty minimal. So it doesn't seem to be a concern right now. So I, I mean, would I prefer it not to rain? Yeah, I would. But everything we've looked at, uh, it appears that it's not going to be, you know, a, a bomb cycle or cyclone. Yeah, whatever that was. Yeah, whatever that, that you know, it doesn't look like it's going to be torrential down downpour, which obviously would suck. So that at, at this juncture, that's not what it looks like. So I'm, I don't have a lot of concern about the weather at this moment. Wind's different deal. It doesn't look like it's going to be windy. It's not, you know, it's not like what it what will be against Utah, wind wise. I was just going to touch on the on the historical aspect. You know, the 2000 game was one of the better games of that season. That team was ridiculous for Oregon State. Obviously, we know how good Washington was that year. Um, I still remember that game. Crazy. Just amazing atmosphere. Pins and needles the entire game. Just like nerve shot. Uh, phenomenal game. Um, but, you know, when we went down the Rose Bowl, me and my buddies, we we parlayed a bet. I may have told this story once before. It's been a long time. But we parlayed a bet. We, we took Washington to beat Purdue. We picked... Uh, Oregon to beat Texas. I think Texas was like a five-point favorite in that game. I think they played in the Holiday Bowl. And then it was Notre Dame, Oregon State. And this was back in the day. Obviously, we didn't have cell phones. There was no you know, no easy access to internet. And we we're out of the Rose Bowl, and we we're trying to find the Oregon State game on the radio to get the score because we knew the game was still going. And we finally found the game. And then they wouldn't say the score forever. Like, they just weren't saying the freaking score. And we're flipping out in the car. You know, it's pitch black by this time. And we're just like, what is the effing score of this game? And the next thing we hear, 41 to 3 Oregon State. And we just lose our minds. We each won a thousand bucks on a hundred dollar bet. Um, so that was, uh, that was a great memory, great football memory. Yeah, that, uh, that a thousand bucks <laughs> is worth like three thousand now. That's like yeah, three thousand yeah. today. Oh yeah, we were uh, over the moon as you know we were just wrapping up college pretty much. So yeah, that that kind of cash. How much did huh? you risk? Uh, well, we we each put in a hundred bucks to win a grand. It was like nine sixty eight or something. Oh, like nice that. A, t- a ten bagger. Nice. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, that was uh that was a pretty fun, pretty fun weekend getting a big win, obviously against True Breeze, Rose Bowl champs, and then uh some cash in the pocket. So you could say that was pretty fun. 
I don't remember what the spread was on that Notre Dame Oregon State game, but Oregon State just destroyed them, obviously. Uh, I will tell you in about uh, 17 seconds. Excellent. Yeah, very curious. I don't remember what. Oregon State by three and a half. Yeah, I, I remember that. That's right. Yeah. That's why we were like, we we're our hands were like, dude, should we bet more than 100? Like, no, dude, we're only doing 100 bucks. Like, yeah. And I think Oregon was an underdog against Texas. So, yeah, Oregon State was, or yeah, three point spread. I mean, that was tight. So, yeah, we were like, we got two of them. We got two of them. Can you look up the Oregon or the Washington it, Purdue game? It, it doesn't say. It doesn't. Ah, say. Uh, the the, for the Oregon game. I'll look up the. I think the I think the Huskies are probably favored by a little bit. Oh, no, Purdue I'm, was favored I'm by two. Wow. Were they? Okay. Wow. You know what pisses me off about that game is how we were ahead by seventeen, and then yes, and then two like two we pitched again, it. but then two we. Like well, then they, I he think that was it. we were head by ten, and yeah, it was just a ridiculous pitch. He pitched it to Elstrom like halfway down the field. We're just like, what? <laughs> what is going? Where? What? Yeah, that was that was uh, Braxton Clemens scored right in our end zone, corner of the end zone. I have a picture of that somewhere. Old photo wasn't it? Wasn't no digital phone shot. I was. Classic camera. Nice. Anyway, well, I guess is is it predictions? Uh yeah, yeah. Oh man. Okay. I'm well, going for, with huh? I'm sorry, let me let me stop you for a second. Did I mention yeah. oh I already I already read you. But if we're if we're going off a of top five, um Sorry to go back to this. So, so t- against the last ten games against top seven teams, Oregon State is two and eight. That's at home. But if we throw in, if we go back a little bit farther, and we're looking at, so they have three wins against uh, top five teams going back to two thousand. Um, you know, they have the the two thousand six, the two thousand eight upsets of USC. And then 2000, when they beat Oregon, who was number five. So they're three wins, and then uh, counting up the losses, one, two, three, four. Uh, so three and four in last. So, that, so that's interesting. Like if you do against top five teams, three and four in the last seven. But if you if you say top seven teams, they're two and eight in the last ten. Or I could I could throw in three and eight to include that. Anyway, I'm sorry for interrupting, brother. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Is it predictions or what? Yeah, predictions. I mean, I'm mean going all over the board on this. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go fifty-three. Fifty-three to forty-four, Washington. Oh, 5344. Wow. Any any color on so just a track meet. Yeah, it's going to be track a, meet. A lot of points. A lot of points. Yep, 
I think it's going to be a lot of points. Yeah, I'm going to say, uh, yeah, I think it's, I think it's going to be re- really, really close. I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say we're going to lose. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, 40, that's 43 to 41. Yeah. <sighs> uh, yeah. Well, it's definitely, it's definitely a game that has me concerned, but I'm not ready to pick against DeBoer. Still not ready. So I'm going with my dogs. Nice. We got the, we got the better quarterback. We got the better coaching staff. We got chips on our shoulders. Yeah, no, I, I hope it's I hope it's like the 2018 Apple Cup. We really just come out and there's no doubt that we're the better team. Just yeah, just yeah, and hopefully the it. hopefully the, the run defense. I mean hopefully you know they don't have to be great like just be average like just don't yeah, just be give average. up just don't give up big plays because if we're limiting them to like you know, they're getting seven six eight four three like just limit them to that you know because you're gonna get some stops at some point you know somebody will get a holding penalty and they'll have to throw and uh so I don't know dude I'm <laughs> yeah I'm going back and forth on the game on the game plus i'm not sure if i'm going to the game so i'm going back and forth on that now time is running thin so i have to make it yeah you better soon. you better uh yeah come up with a decision on that one yeah. buddy but uh, all right yeah i wish we could continue uh i'll just i'll i'll tell you know tech uh i'll read some of his because he couldn't join us he said ideally we need to play from ahead you can't play down more than one score or risk losing momentum I think he's talking about Oregon State. Or here uh or maybe he's talking about he said similar to other games, we need to figure out what they are what they will give us and then just take it. Don't make things harder than needed. Win on first down against the run. Force DJ to throw in predictable situations versus play action shots. No long gains for missed tackles. Watch for trick plays or fake kicks. Okay, it sounds like Ron, the Ron Fairley of football. <laughs> um But yeah, uh, he he also said, said momentum and crowd energy taking them out. Yep. Um, yeah, I wonder did we did we we didn't get a video yet? I guess we'll get that Friday. What do you mean? You know, a, a hype video. Oh, hype video! Yeah, I'll get it probably tomorrow. All right, brother. Well, uh, let let let's uh, hang it up here. Any any final words? Go dogs, get the win. Let's go. Get the Apple Cup. Finish it out undefeated. And we'll worry about the Pac 12 championship. Go dogs. Go dogs.